This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this video series, which is part of E3's online learning educator series. This series was created to assist schools and teachers by providing different tools and strategies to make online learning successful for teachers and students. My name is Michelle Harkrider, and this is my colleague, Cecilia Portillo. We both serve as deans of instruction and curriculum. The focus of our video series today is how to use Google Classroom as a learning management system. So we're going to give a little bit of background of who we are as E3 Civic High. Uh, we are located in downtown. We're a free public charter high school servicing grades 9 through 12. We're in the landmark building, um, which is the downtown San Diego Public Library. And our three E's represent engage, educate, and empower, which is driven by our mission. Our mission and vision at our school is to engage, educate, and empower our learning community to be passionate, lifelong learners and civic leaders that are prepared for college, workforce, and life. At E3, as everybody else, when we received our school closure notification on March 13, uh, we decided that we needed to quickly move and notify all of our families, all of our students, our scholars, and let them know what that would mean for us. Uh, we have been very blessed as E3 um, has all of our students with a one-on-one -on -one computer technology, one-on-one -on -one device. Um, so this transition was seamless. Our staff works with Google Apps for Education. On Monday, our staff reported to E3 to launch virtually as our admin moved from class to class to provide over-the-shoulder support while they were engaging with their students online via Google Hangouts. Um, by Tuesday, our entire school had transitioned to Zoom. So with all of that, um, our, our schedule continued to remain the same. We continue to meet starting at 8.30 and our school day runs that our students go from class to class and they continue just to um, engage with our learning facilitators or our teachers as we call them. Um, and they continue to just con uh, learn and, and grow in what we have for the school year for the remainder of the school year. And Michelle's gonna go ahead and get us started off with what Google uh, Classroom does for us as a management system. So as Ms. Portillo shared, um, one of the reasons why we were able to so seamlessly move into the online space is that we already had in place uh, this learning management software system. So Google Classroom um, is something that most people are familiar with, um, but maybe not to the degree that we're using it. So in general, if you're not familiar with the tool, um, this is really just a one-stop shop where both students and parents can come to get classroom and school-wide level updates. So they can access assignments, they can blog and collaborate with their classmates, and a whole lot more. So this is really a place where teachers can communicate and streamline all of their lesson plans into one simplified delivery location. So what are some of the benefits of using Google Classroom? So we're just going to outline four basic benefits that we've found here at E3. The first one is the communication. Um, it allows you to be able to communicate with all stakeholders, and we're going to go a little bit more in depth into each one of these. It's paperless. 
Uh, so you, especially now in the era of COVID, you're able to just disseminate so much information. It also prepares all of your students for what the platforms are gonna look like when they get to the university and the college, um, college life. So those are a couple of the um, benefits that we see when it streamlines simplicity. Yes, and in addition to that, the system really does function as a micro-community, um, and this includes um, only a small group, or it could host an entire grade level, your entire school, um, for ease of communication. And it allows teachers to create digital assignments that are really personalized for students who are performing at different levels. So we know in general as educators that differentiation is more important than ever in the online space, and Google Classroom can help teachers facilitate that differentiation through the delivery of personalized assignments to specific students and student groups. So in thinking about this, um, we really have to consider a couple of different ways in setting up Google Classroom. So there's manual setup by teachers, which is actually the, um, the one that we'll go over more in detail today. It's quicker, simpler, and it's really straightforward. Um, there is another method that if you do happen to have an amazing um, managed software group or department who can support you, uh, they, can, they can roll this out and set this up for you as a district or a school. This sets, saves setup time for your teachers and then creates uniformity across Google Classroom pages. Setting up at the classroom level, we have a, co a couple of things that are really important um, and it's divided into four areas. And so Michelle's gonna talk about them a little bit more in depth. I'm just gonna broadly go over them. Um, so the four sections that we really um, recommend that you focus on are making sure that you name each class when you set up your Google Classroom and naming them according to whatever your platform is at your school. So for example, at E3, we use PowerSchool. Um, so we would recommend that you align the title of your class that you're giving it to the one you have in, in PowerSchool. Um, and that allows just seamless transition of uh, assignments and of being able just for you as the teacher to be able to kind of monitor back and forth. Um, it also allows you to add and manage students, guardians, and co-teachers. So once you start to create um, your classroom, you can then either import them at the, at the school level or individually give them an ad code and they can start to join. And the guardians can also join and they can start to receive that information. Um, there's an awesome page where they can organize, where you can organize resources under the classwork page. Um, and so take advantage of that. And then be consistent with the posts that you're um, putting onto that uh, stream section. It's kind of like the Facebook application that everybody's so used to. It continues to appear for your students. So you want to be consistent. We recommend that, you know, you always have that same expectation. So if you have your warm up, uh, what they're the agenda, the vocabulary, the homework, and it's always the same thing. So the so the students know what they're looking for and where they can find it. And then also it has a section for your grades. So consider when you are naming your um, classes, consider what you name them so that they match up when you're importing your grades as well. So if you look here, this is what we were speaking about, the components of Google Classroom. This is what it looks like on the inside. So this is um, Michelle's uh, Google Classroom um, that she's sharing with us here. You can see the four tabs at, up at the top that are circled in red. This is where you see the stream, the classwork tab, the people, and the grades. Um, and then the four sections is what Michelle's going to go to um, into a little bit more in depth right now. So um, the very first section that we see here is our um, classwork section. So we see that we can create 
uh, assignments. We can um, do that in about seven different ways. And, and actually, there are limitless ways that you can add assignments if you have additional add-ons. So there are all kinds of extensions that Google offers. Um, for example, Kami, you see here, and we'll go over that in a little more detail later. But when you create an assignment, you can do that for an entire class or a group of students so that, um, like we mentioned earlier, you are assigning things according to ability level or uh, current reading level or any number of things. So here you see um, the third section, you see the people section. So we have teachers and so you see two co-teachers here. Um, you can add up to I believe 50 or maybe even 100 now co-teachers which is wonderful for support of your EL students or students with IEPs. So you can have those push-in personnel with the expertise to help your scholars add it as teachers who can post at any time. You also see below that teachers list the students list. So once you have um, given your students access to Google Classroom by giving them a code or by manually inputting their email addresses, um, you can then in invite them to share their parents' email address, invite their parents, um, and communicate with everyone all at one time about assignments that are due, about concerns on grades, whatever you'd like to communicate. It's one place where you can contact everyone, all the stakeholders at one time or individually. And here you see what it looks like in the grade book. So we, we've grayed out the names of the scholars or students and the grades, but you see each and every assignment. Um, and in this real, the central location really gives you one place where you can um, copy over assignments and grades into your grade book for whatever system it is that you use. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to use Google Classroom and the integra integration with other tools as well. Um, there are some awesome tools out there. We um, invite you to explore them. Um, these are just a quite a, few, a, a small few of the ones that we really like to use. As you can see, we have uh, Edpuzzle, Pear Deck, Quizlet, Khan Academy, Kami, Pearson, PBS, and Uzella. I'm going to quickly touch on uh, one, and then Michelle's going to talk, talk about a couple other ones. Um, I really love this one, which is Pear Deck. Pear Deck is the fastest way to transform presentations into classroom conversations. So what it does, it allows you to just take your slides and make them interactive. So you're making this presentation, you're thinking about the students that you have on the other side of the screen, right? And you're thinking about how do I get them to engage? How do I get them to just demonstrate that they're understanding what I want them to understand, what the objective of the lesson is? So for example, you know, they're learning about the solar system or about a, plant, a new planet um, or some new stars or you, you know, whatever it is that your objective is, you can integrate a small slide that's uh, through Pear Deck um, and what you do is then it automatically you project it through the presentation and then they're able to draw directly and you see it real time. And so you're able to give them real time feedback. You're able to have these conversations and they're also able to see um, each other's work on, on at the same time. And so they're able to collaborate and able to give and that's just a little bit of what Pear Deck does. So if, you, or if you're interested in Pear Deck, please uh, dive into it because it's a really, really, really uh, very powerful tool for um, making your presentations come to life. Michelle? Another tool that also um, 
or kind of tool that also helps in, in aiding literacy is uh, common lit. Others like it might be Achieve 3000, um, Read 180, but um, this specific one is a representation of, of the kinds of literacy tools that you see out there. And what you have with this integration is the ability to post assignments from the website, from whichever website that you have, like Common Lit, straight to Google Classroom. So once you put in your credentials, your information, um, you don't have to go to multiple places and all your different Google Classroom pages. You can just post the assignment here. It feeds directly into the site. Um, the grades can even feed over, which is amazing. It saves so much time. Um, but more than that, it gives your learners that instant feedback that they need in order to know how they're doing. So um, we know that that feedback loop is the, the close, more close it is, the better the kids do and the faster that they improve. So, um, and then we want to talk a little bit about creating a new assignment. So, so that's what this looks like. So anytime I wanted to create an assignment in a tool like this, I would just go to, I would look for the Google Classroom icons, select the classrooms or pages that I wanted to post to, put my due date in, and just simply click assign. Um, and so this is what it might look like in another tool called No Red Ink. So we know that No Red Ink is a, an interactive and fun way to teach grammar. Grammar is not anyone's favorite topic, I don't think, or any favorite subject in school, um, except maybe English teachers. <laughs> but this one uh, is particularly good at personalizing learning because it, it uh, allows you to pre-assess students to see where they are and then to give them that support in the areas that they need. So this one integrates really nicely with Google Classroom as well. And then this next one is called Albert. And Albert IO is good for almost any content area. Um, Albert is great for not only AP prep, but also just accelerating learning. So if your students are looking for, or if you're looking for a way to help students accelerate and build on their knowledge base, Albert does that very nicely. And it also integrates quickly into Google Classroom. So, you know, we've been doing this a little while and we've come up against some barriers and walls at times. We realized that um, you could probably learn from some of the pitfalls that we've fallen into. So we'd like to share a couple of those. Um, the first one is don't try to do too much too soon. So um, anytime we as educators find something new, we get so excited about it and passionate, uh, but don't try to do too much. That just means, um, for example, don't post the whole week's lesson on Google Classroom all at one time. Um, this tends to be overwhelming to students. So maybe just post a day at a time. It's wonderful that there's a scheduling feature and you can um, pre-plan all of your lessons, but we know that pacing is a difficult thing to measure. So wait and see how the lesson goes, then post uh, maybe the day before or the block before. Another one is don't assume that kids are looking at their Google Classroom often or that they even know how to use it effectively. So oftentimes we think, oh, we're dealing with digital natives here. They know how to handle something like this. But in reality, we really do have to train our students how to navigate the system um, and to build those good, strong habits, like Ms. Portillo said, where they come in every day and they look at the same thing. They know exactly where to look, how to read um, your Google Classroom because they're expecting those routines. And so the more that we train them to do that and model what that behavior looks like the better and then one more thing that we can do is 
like I mentioned before, pre-schedule announcements and activities. So having something post on a schedule so that you don't have to stop in the middle of class and post it is amazing. It's a wonderful thing to have. So take advantage of that tool because we've all been there where we've tried something in class that worked before um, and it didn't work during class. So pre-scheduling any announcements and activities uh, really does cut down on that delay um, in the class structure. So, and there are just a couple of additional benefits we'd like to, to highlight. So one of my favorite features in Google Classroom is the ask a question feature. So you can simply post a question on Google Classroom and let your students answer that same question. Um, you can set it to where all students can see their responses or you can set the responses to private. But in this way, Google Classroom functions like a blog. So it's like a real living conversation, which is even more important than ever now that we're all online. Um, we mentioned this before, but you can also collaborate with co-teachers, your EL support teachers, your ed specialists. Having them added as co-teachers is wonderful in terms of getting all minds together and having that um, deeper level of support for all learners. And like we mentioned before, the real-time feedback is very, very important. You're able to provide the, the students with that information. Um, and because it's integrated with the gradebook, you can send them back any assignment that you need them to edit. It's uh, linked to their Google Drive. So there, any written assignment, you can give them you know, just editing information. You can send them back um, just comments. And then they can resubmit it, and it'll automatically alert you. It also alerts the parents when they're missing an assignment, when an assignment is due. Um, so it keeps everybody in the loop and fully communicated. So it's beautiful. It all comes together in one. So it's very seamless. And with that, we would like to just invite you to reach out to us if you happen to have any questions. So please do not hesitate to contact us. We've listed our emails here. You see um, Ms. Portillo, myself, and another colleague of ours who would be willing to support you as you um, kind of traverse this journey and figure out how to support kids online. So we're here to help you. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you very much for joining us today and we wish you the best of luck as you navigate these new waters. Thank you. <laughs>